Hey, I'm Skylar Carroll, producer of the podcast and co-recipient of knowledge other than my dogs and cat <laughs> here at the Heavy Pour. And I am Dustin Barden, historian, lover of all things hoppy, and host of the Heavy Pour. All right, so we got our beers cracked. We're getting ready to ramble through another wonderful section of American history. So, Buffalo is known for a lot of things. Snow. Snow. Uh, actually, an amazing little park system. A lot of beautiful architecture. And historically... The Underground Railroad. Oh, yeah. That's something not many people know, actually. Yeah. So, little known, uh, but much beloved at the time, Pan American Exposition. So this basically what is, is that? it's basically imagine a I actually wrote down here in my notes a state fair on LSD and steroids. So mm. it is whimsical. Like Woodstock. Um no, way more. So the steroids part is like it's got structure. It's there's some rigidity to it, but the LSD part is that it's whimsical. It's sort of fantastical um in its okay. setup in terms of how um, it's laid out both physically as well as how it's laid out logistically. In 1901, Buffalo becomes the sort of the center of the world at this point, or at least the mm. center of the Americas. Right. This is when the Pan American Exposition is going on. Um, think of a lot of people have heard of the Chicago World's Fair from 1893. Mm -hmm. That's the one where there's the famous serial killer. There's a book called The Devil in the White City um, by Eric Larson about that. But basically, Buffalo takes on that persona sans serial killers, thank goodness. So the Pan-American uh, Exposition is set, set in Buffalo, as okay. I've said. Okay. It's 350 acres of land. So it's big. Um, this is just for like a fairground, basically. Yes. Uh, it's set between, it's bordered, um, it would be on the east by Delaware and the west by Elmwood, or the west... I don't know how those streets are laid out, but uh, Elmwood is west. Okay, so Delaware is east. It's so bordered it's then. East of Delaware to west of Elmwood. Yes, those are the two bordering. Um, What's to the north? So to the north is uh, the rail yards, and to the south is Hoyt Lake. What's now Hoyt Lake? Oh, okay. Um, so it's that whole section of northern Buffalo. Oh, okay. um, it's a big swath of land. Um, at this point, Buffalo is the eighth largest city in the U.S. It's got over 350,000 people in 1898, um, compared to today, 257,000 people. So, Sorry, say that again. Buffalo is smaller now than it was 100 years ago. Seriously? Yep. By over 100,000 people. What was their main export at that time? It was coal, right? It was steel oh, right. um, and, the, and the shipping. Right? So the canal, yeah. grain, and before lumber, Panama, and everything else. Before Panama Canal. No, before St. Lawrence Seaway. Really? Yep. The St. Lawrence Seaway took over all of the shipping that took that connected the Atlantic to Middle America through the Great Lakes. Right? right. Up until that point, the Erie Canal cut straight through New York State through, I think, the harbors of New York City or Philadelphia or both. I smell that. I, I just love the smell of fresh. Coffee break here, guys. Coffee break. Ooh, that's beauty. Little little Buckstar. Love it. Love little Buckstar. That's my next that's my rapper name. Little Buckstar? Little Buckstar. Alright. 
We're getting all sorts of. Uh, no, that's my country album. Oh, oh Lord, that's <laughs> perfect and horrible at the same time. <laughs> getting all sorts of band names out of this session so far. Um, so, but the, this is the craziest stat that I found. Um, Buffalo was chosen for the Pan American Exposition because it had because over forty million people were within one day's train ride of Buffalo in 1898 when it was chosen for the 1901 World's Fair. So the people who are organizing the fair are like, yeah, this is going to be dope. You know, we've got so many people yeah. within close enough proximity that we can pretty much guarantee ticket sales, right? So they're going to get all their money back on their investment. Yes. Um, not only that, they've got electricity close by thanks to Niagara Falls and Thomas Edison with his alternating current, even though it was worse than direct current, as was shown by the beloved Nikola Tesla. Of course. Um, but it allowed for the entire... It was new, though. It was flashy. Well, and he was he was a bastard. He ran Tesla out of town by yeah. trying. He basically just did a smear campaign. But, anyways, that's that's an, a side note. Um, Niagara Falls allowed Buffalo to be um, the first fully electrified city, and the Pan American Exposition was part of that, right? Yeah. So you could go to this fair. You could pay. Uh, let's see, where's my? They paid fifty cents to get in and they could see an entire fairground 350 acres lit up with this new electric light like people are going fucking nuts for this um which by the way 50 cents back then is the equivalent of 15 dollars today so they could go and for 15 bucks wouldn't you want to go see some new like brand new technology that the world was just oh, hell yeah dude right like we spend and, and then on top of that you can go see everything else that's there but people would pay 15 bucks just to see the fucking electric lights how much do we pay for the fair I don't know. We have, we have a fair. We have Erie County Fair every year. I think the Minnesota State Fair is 20 to get in. Thanks for the coffee. I yeah. love these little mugs. Those are sweet. That's Kaylee. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So people... Sorry, I keep talking. Buffalo, Buffalo becomes the choice of the committee for the Pan America's Exposition because of all of these factors that we've just outlined. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes sense, you know. Buffalo is booming. It's got the Erie Canal nearby. Yeah. Um, and so between May 1st and November 2nd, which, by the way, November 2nd is your boy's birthday. So Your boy, November 2nd? That's my birthday, yeah. Um, so between those dates, over 8 million people attended, which actually isn't that crazy. It was less attended than they thought it would be. Um, yeah, but everything is. But, right, everything is. But, still, 8 million people rolling into Buffalo. <laughs> and now we're going to have to move our computer setup because Skyler doesn't know how to work an outlet. <laughs> it's not my fault. Um, I got it. I got it. Here's the, here's the craziest thing about this whole deal, though. Is that the cost of it to put it on was over $7 million back then. They had 8 million people attend at 50 cents a ticket. They didn't even, they barely made half their money back. Of course they did. Which well, they is. They people there. They didn't want to. It's all government money, though, right? No, this was a committee. It was like an independent. The Elmwood Village Association. Yeah, it's, it's an independent. Yeah, it's not oh, government. Funny. Like, it's supported Sorry, by the government through subsidies out. and things, but. I can't, I can't have that money. That's um, That's crazy, though. Yeah. Oh, shit. So they're not making much money, which is whatever. It's it's all about the spectacle of it, and they're trying to one up Chicago, right? Of course. Um, 
So, Crossing in away. in the traditional way of fairs, right? It's the idea that you, you bring new technologies and new ways of doing things, and yeah, it's like all about showing off the flashiest, newest, coolest stuff. And the the Pan American Exposition is no different. Um, and it was highlighting the Americas, the the, the Western Hemisphere, right? So right. they're they're bringing in cultural traditions, mostly from uh, Ameri- like the U.S. Mm. But there's also some South American flair and some Canadian flair, and but they're showing off all these new technologies, including the electricity, right? There were some crazy things that brought people in the door. Some things that, like today, you're like, really? what why so my favorite one is one of the the prime pieces that was put on display that they were like oh yeah people want to see this yeah an oyster sloop an oyster sloop which is a boat sloops have i think sloops have one sail that doesn't matter but it's this little boat what does i mean come on it's a sloop the boat is called (laughs) the spray which is oh, awesome, this. right? It's, what were you doing? Oh, I was riding spray the other day. Riding spray, bro. Cool thing is <laughs> that this dude named Joshua Slocum, which I love that name. What's your last name? Slocum. Joshua Slocum. Yep. With the oyster sloop. Named Spray. Named Spray. Yep. <laughs> uh, but he took this on the first solo circumnavigation of the globe. What? Remember? So last week we were talking about Magellan. Yeah. yeah. This motherfucker did that by himself. In this oyster sloop. On the spray. On the spray. So that's pretty cool. But how, how big was this boat? It's like 30 feet long. Okay, so it's, it's not a small boat. It's like a pretty big boat. But it's not giant. It's not, not an it's ocean not going... ship. No, it's like, not an ocean going vessel per se. Like, they use them to go out into the bays and get oysters. Yeah. You know, like, it's... Yeah. It'd be... Like, people take them out on Lake Ontario today. Yeah. The, the same size, right? So it's a relatively small boat that people are like... Let's go see that boat. Okay. It did a cool thing, but it's just a boat, and it still yeah. brought so many people in the door. Um, well, of course, it's worldly. I mean, I guess. The compared, boat is worldly. Oh, compared on. to... Oh, God damn it, I don't know enough about geography in and around Buffalo, but let's say compared to someone who lives out in East Amherst in, 18, in 1901, I guess a boat that has seen the Philippines is pretty cool. So in addition to the oyster sloop, Named the Spray. Uh, other things that drew people in were the Pavilion, which was the entrance, the visitor center. It was big and pretty. It's now the Buffalo History Museum. So that yeah. was that was the main entrance to the fair. The, Have the you ever been there? Main entrance. No, I'm a dummy. I need to go. There's a Japanese pond there. I mean, I drive past that every day. It's cool. I want to go skating on it. You've never walked down I don't there. I think though. they would let me do that though. You didn't ask. No, I don't ask. I just do. No, you just do it. You, you are a large specimen, though, so you would have to make sure that it was actually frozen. It doesn't get cold enough in Buffalo. Can I, that where it, can I videotape that? <laughs> sure. How deep's the pond? Do you know? It's pretty deep. Like four feet at least, probably, huh? By the by the Japanese gardens? Yeah. Because um, then it cascades down like over into the river. like two or three feet right there, but then it gets deeper. Yeah, because it cascades yeah. over that wall into the river. Yes. Yeah. But it's pretty deep yeah it's like six feet there at the i wall. would not swim there if you're asking i'm that. not gonna no no, no I'm, I'm saying like even if i were to go out on the ice i wouldn't swim there so like if you fall into the water don't drink it 
why would I? It has. There's a algae that is oh. like a poisonous algae. Not poisonous, but like. Gonna get dysentery. Yeah. It says don't drink the water. So I mean, like, yeah, it's probably yeah. just all reclaimed water. Yeah. But I still want to skate on it. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like it. Well, and that, so I, I really want to do some more digging into this because that is kind of a central hub to a lot of the bike paths in the city. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, it goes right by there and then it goes out to Jackwood Creek, right? Which goes all the okay. way to the to Niagara, west. right? Uh, to Niagara, yeah. So that's the route Tom I want to take to get to, to work. To the new lofts. Sweet. Then I won't have to take that, that route. Exactly. Um, anyway. Yeah, so that pavilion, I mean, it's still there today. They built it specifically to stay permanently, and the, and the Buffalo Historical Society at that time were like, we'll take it over once you leave. So mm-hmm. it was a purpose-built building, but it, that's like the entry ground entryway to the fairgrounds so if you're driving along 33 like 33 mm-hmm. and what is that elmwood where albert knox is mm-hmm. right there that's like the yeah. entry point to the southern tip of the fairgrounds and then it would shoot north between delaware and elmwood from there that makes a up lot to the of rail sense yards. yeah because well i want to know so driving at the time uh, in 1901 minimal Oh, it well, would have been a horse-drawn carriage. It would have been, yeah, all carriages. Yeah. Or walking. Or walking. Or bikes. People or... were crazy for bikes at this point. Okay, in time. so that makes But a they would have had, like, then. dirt roads. They would have had... Yeah. yeah, it makes sense that there's bike paths because they're just following right. the old trails that were laid down Well, before. and they would yeah. literally... Delaware Park... That's probably how Delaware Park was, like... Obviously, it was probably before that, but they probably made it. So, obviously, walking and biking paths. Yeah. You were you were to come right to the, to the southern tip of the fairground... Or the... Fair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah Delaware. Interesting. I want. I want. I want to know how they parked all the carriages, though. You know what I mean? Because if you're coming off, I'm, I'm thinking of it too modern day, where you're, like it's just well, a cluster. Yeah. One ninety eight. Sorry. So the one ninety eight. That's like a, a highway that was put in later. Yes. So that that's Correct. a non organic. Correct. That was all. I don't actually know what it was. I don't either. Before that, but I'm guessing it was just park it was either park or uh, country it was because parkour. parkour because at that time time at that time um this was far enough north that it wasn't really considered part of buffalo of the city interesting yeah okay um it was sort of on the the outskirts okay which is why they put it there because it was kind of just free land mm. open not free open land there was right. no, nothing developed there, so they were able Mostly to... parks and um, <clears throat> houses. Right, and it obviously became part of the Olmsted Parkway yeah. uh, situation. Um, yeah, so in, in addition to the pavilion, which is now the Buffalo History Museum, mm-hmm. the Albert Knox was... Albright Knox? The Can Albert. Albright Knox? The Albert Knox? Did you just say... Is it Albert? Albert? No, it's not Albert. Albright Knox? Yeah. Okay. I've never been. I need to go there too. I'm still new to Buffalo here, folks. You're not that new. I have not. Two years is not. New. Not even two. A year and almost four months. Two years. A year and four yeah, months. Yeah, almost years. Anyways, the Albright Knox was part of this too. <laughs> Shameful plug for get it, going out and supporting your arts and culture, there, folks. Yes. Go get it. Um, but they didn't finish it in time. Really? Yeah. So it was a building that was still being built 
And then the Knox. There was, the yeah. Albright Knox? Yeah, they're like, we're going to build this for the fair. And they didn't fucking finish. Yeah. So it just sat empty during the fair. They're still working on it. Like, it oh, didn't get God. any love. It didn't get any. Nobody saw it. None of these 8 million people got to see it. Did they nice finish work, the casino, though? No, those didn't exist back then. No, 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 no. The, uh, you know the, what I'm talking about, right? No. It is known as the Terrace right now. Oh, on the south side of Hoyt Lake? That used to be a casino. Did it really? Yes. I don't know when that came in. That was the casino. I think it was built in that same time. It looks like it. I don't know. We have to double check that. But that that was a casino, and it was built on that southern tip, I think, during that same time. That's when the Statue of David. And this is – so I I want you to know. So this is – I did a lot of biking by that. Okay. By the – Koi Gardens, right? Right, right. And I would sit up by Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. There's a statue of him? On... I can't believe that you're doing a story on this and you don't know that. But it is... <laughs> it's the southern side of the uh, historical building. The gateway. So the yeah, back of it... need to go there. No, no. So, well, so look at this. The back of it, it's all, what, white marble or whatever? Yeah. Yep. The back of Italian it, Italian marble, yeah. The back of it has a replica of Abraham Lincoln sitting in his chair, right? Oh. And he's looking. This is how I know Abraham Lincoln was actually gay. Oh boy, where are because, we going? Because no, because he's looking at David. Oh, David is across the lake. He's looking fondly, stark ass naked with his with the little wiener, wiener out. You know, he's looking fondly. looking good. Dave's always Dave's <laughs> always been looking good, man. You know, don't don't get me wrong, but I uh, that's how I knew that. You know, because he's like he's sitting in his chair, kind of a creep. You know, Abraham was kind of a creep, not a bad guy. But kind you of mean a creep. that statue creeps you out? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the dude, so I can't really say, but... Um, hey, man, just because Abraham Lincoln is looking fondly at David doesn't mean he wants to fondle David. Anybody? That was, mm. that was some good wordplay. No? No? Mm. Okay. Mm. Mm. <laughs> um, so, in addition to those other ones we've talked about, the electric tower, which yeah. is now a thing, that's yeah. actually a recreation... Recreation? For a dream. A re... Nice. Requiem for a dream? Yeah. I, I like it. A recreation for a dream? It was a re- another band. A re- re- <laughs> recreation for a dream. They're just a, ja- a jam band. Yeah. They just get, they're, re- they're always on re- recreation. They always just drop just acid dreaming, before they play. Dreaming and even and... practices, they drop acid. <laughs> like, you ready, bro? <laughs> so the recreation of the electric tower. Uh, so the electric tower was like, Front and center, there was this big, long, like, viewing pool right in the center of the 350-acre complex okay. of um, the fair. Yeah. And kind of like how the Washington Monument in D.C. is. Yeah. How it's, like, right there in the reflecting pool. Yeah. The electric tower was sort of the same way. Cool. Um, Damn, we should have kept that. Well, the problem... Okay. Perfect <laughs> segue here. Nice work. And not the segue that... The guy who invented the Segway killed himself by driving a Segway off the cliff. Not one of those. <laughs> Not the perfect Segway. That you're right. That he is the did, perfect. Segway. He did make. The, he did the, the perfect, perfect Segway. segway. That, you're right. Into death. This is the second most perfect Segway <laughs> yes. ever. 
<laughs> I'm always going to say that now. This is only the... Oh, that second, was a, that was a, a second perfect Second best segue ever. ever. The mo- second um, most perfect segue. So the electric tower, along with all the buildings except for the Albright Knox and the pavilion, they yeah. were all made um, te- to be temporary. So they're, mm. they're made of precast staff, which was a combination of gypsum slash plaster plaster of paris yeah um and hemp cloth so So, you you lay this you lay this like weird sort of faux concrete sort of like styro yeah onto the hemp cloth and then you can mold it to whatever you want yeah so they built all these buildings out of that and this isn't the first time they've done this they did that to chicago world's fair that's why none of those buildings still exist is they were just meant to be temporary right right but you can make them look because it's white it yeah. looks like the most pristine marble. So you're saving a shit ton of money. Yeah. Right. right? And you can huh. turn it into crazy shapes. So they get yeah. like, like into like Sydney Opera House style architecture. Yeah. Like curves and things they couldn't do yeah. with traditional bu- building materials of the time. Yeah. They can oh. do it huh. because this is so you can just cast it into forms and then bolt those forms together. Yeah. So you can make artwork out of your buildings. That's pretty basically. nuts. Yeah. That's pretty cool. They didn't last like longer than a year, but right for that year they were pretty awesome. Yeah. So the electric tower got torn down. They rebuilt it, but then. they rebuilt it out of obviously Real. actual building yeah. materials. Um. And now that's situated. What is that like? Um. It's right by the M and T Gold Dome. Gold. Yes. Yep. Yes. The Bow Arts. Building. Actually, yep. it is on the same corner as Big Ditch Brewery. It is. Which is Ellicott. Ellicott. Got it. He and got Washington. there, folks. Ellicott, Washington. and Washington. Boom. So people... I know my Buffalo geography a little. Zoom. Love it. Zoom. Love it. <laughs> I need a beer. So people loved the electric tower so much, they were like, rebuild that. Make it real. And they did. Yes. And now it's down there, still t- standing today. What I want to know is when did they build that and... The electric tower? Was, was the gold dome already there? I think it was. That was like... Early eighteen something, really? Like yeah, like eighteen seventy, eighteen. Let's look it up quick 80, here. Believe, because that was the central bank of Buffalo. Okay, yeah, totally. That's a bank building. That was oh, a bank. Totally. It was all, always was a bank. Y'all building. need to come visit. It's gorgeous. Yeah, eighteen ninety nine. You're one hundred percent right. Eighteen ninety nine. Eighteen ninety nine. So that's three only, years prior. Only nineteen years off. So that's cool. But you were one hundred percent correct. It was before because the before the exposition. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. the the electric tower didn't get yeah. rebuilt. It, the um, the recreation didn't get recreated until uh, 1912. So yeah, okay, 15 years, 14 years after. Okay, yeah, right before uh, the massive depression that hit our land. So that's great. Right before World War One. Yeah, mm-hmm. right before that. So we talked. So the buildings were built specifically only to last a year, right? Out of that gypsum stuff. Yeah. And within a year, most of them were destroyed. They paid a company to come in and level it and then they turned it into residential areas parkways and all that stuff which it is now so all of this spectacle all of the wonderful gypsum architecture uh everything from the brand new pavilion and the albright knox which wasn't finished but it was still gorgeous um the oyster sloop called the spray all these amazing things that draw everybody in all of those cool things are overshadowed by the fact that president mckinley was assassinated at the Pan American Exposition in Buffalo. No. Shit. All right. So, 
we're gonna dive into that later, right? This has been Happy Paul. Once more, I'm your co-host, Skylar Carroll. And hey, my name is Dustin Biden, ain't it? Thank you all so much for listening. The Heavy Pour is researched and written by Dustin Barton, recorded and produced by Skylar Carroll, and edited by us both. Check us out at The Heavy Pour Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or at our website, theheavypourpodcast.com. There, you can also find any citations or corrections we have made. Our intro and theme music were written by Skylar, with photos by ourselves, as well as Kaylee Kirkpatrick. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.